0: Salam, Sheikh, you mentioned that one could develop taqwa in oneself by keeping the company of a Sheikh. What happens if one Sheikh is always very busy and is far away and does not reply to correspondence and is difficult to speak to him on the phone?
1: I uh, you know, there are different uh, ways in which we understand the word company. Asamae, it's not necessary, particularly for a woman. Um, but even sometimes for a man to keep in company of the person or the being of the sheikh, but rather a person needs to be in the company of the teachings and words of their sheikh. And so that can be done if a person happens to be living in the same city and has that access and has an opportunity, which is much easier if they're a man, than they can be in the physical company of the sheikh. Otherwise, it means that drowning oneself in the teachings that our Shaykh has expounded on the Quran and Sunnah by listening to their talks, by reading their works, and by practicing their teachings. And that is the real best way that a person can drown themselves in the but their company of the Shaykh, is by practicing their teaching, by doing, uh, the zikr the different ways of remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the Shaykh has prescribed. You know, the company of the Shaykh, One way of getting that taqwa, in no way should a person ever think that my excuse for not becoming a person of taqwa is because my sheikh is too busy or I live in a different continent or a different city, that is not in any way going to excuse us. It may mean that, yes, uh, if I had been living in closer proximity to my shaykh, or I had had greater access to my shaykh, perhaps that extended company may have been a means for me to increase in my taqwa, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not limited my ability to become a person of taqwa to that sole means.
0: Sheikh, speaking about the subject, about the communication with the Sheikh, I remember our honourable Sheikh was uh, mentioning to us that sometimes he gets in excess of 400 SMSs coming to him. So naturally, it will be very, very difficult for him to respond, but he makes dua for every individual that communicates with him. And this dua goes a very long way. He even mentioned on one occasion that uh, he he may be at the the, uh, multism, embracing that very, very precious area, And all of a sudden, a thought of a certain murid flashes through his mind, and he makes dua for him at that particular occasion. So this communication, although we feel there is no response, but the response is definitely there by the sheikh.
1: I think you made an excellent point. And I think a lot of students of the Sohbh have misunderstood the concept of Rabatah. And I think it's a genuine misunderstanding, because many of our Mashaikh emphasize Sohbat and Rabatah. And so many times the student feels that I keep hearing the importance of sobat, I keep hearing about the importance of rabata, but I'm not living in the same country or in the same continent, or I'm in the same city, but my sheikh is too busy, or whatever it is. So how am I getting that sobat and rabata? Now the mechanism and the benefit of rabata is very different than what a student thinks it is. A student many times thinks that I will write an SMS, I will write an email, and somehow I will get a response that will be like a magic wand that will fix all of my problems. The response is the least thing about the Rabatah. The asal thing about the Rabatah is step one, is that act itself of asking someone of that act of ikhlas and sincerity of trying to fix yourself, of informing someone of an issue, that itself is what is accepted by Allah initially. That my servant, my slave, my slave slave man or slave girl, my servant is trying to come closer to me, is seeking me, is wanting to fix themselves for me. So that act of just establishing the rabata, if it is done with the ikhlas, that in itself can be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. always remember, it's not the shaykh who has the ability on his own to do anything, it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is the true muzaki and the, the, the true purifier. And the sincerity with which the student asks the question, the sincerity of, with, about the concern that the student has for themselves, that itself can be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So many times just after hitting send on that email or SMS, a person's task is already done because Allah Ta'ala accepted their act of sending. Allah Ta'ala accepted their act of seeking, of inquiring, of wanting to change, and Allah Himself decrees change for them. Secondly, when the shaykh does receive that intimation or that message, like you said, many times the shaykh may not be able to respond in a word or in kind, but the shaykh always reads it and makes a du'a. Then when the shaykh makes a du'a, then you have a second type of ikhlas, that now the sheikh is making dua for that person for their particular issue. And many times it does happen because we're not able to write emails or SMS along with doing other things, but you are able to keep a person's issues and needs and worries in mind. And many times I actually find even, uh, myself that sometimes if I get an SMS, I may not even respond to it, but I will think about that issue and that person over and over again. And sometimes I even go so far as to tell a student that if I had responded to you, I would have forgotten about it after I sent the response. But not having responded to you, I'm constantly aware and reminded of your situation and constantly making du'a for your situation. And I personally think that what do I have to offer a person other than trying to make du'a and asking Allah Ta'ala to help that person. So there's a lot much more To Rabbatah and Somat, and the apparent relationship that exists. Beautiful explanation, Sheikh.